The following program has been rated NSFW, which means North, South, Feast, Wet, West. Feast? Is that really what that means? Welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour with your hosts, Lee Vowell, Todd Bandenberg, the other guy, and Ted Hicks. (laughs) Oh, not again. Damn it, Ted. Is Ted even real? He's never here. And welcome to the We're Todd Robin. Big shout out to our house band, Dress Rehearsal Funeral. Today is Ramadan Eve, so I hope you have your presents already wrapped. How are you guys today? Ramadamian. I am, uh, I am fine. Are you fine? Because uh, you. Um, <laughs> that's the high energy response. You uh, you got your vaccinated here. Uh, that's actually it's funny because that's the first thing on my list is uh, I was going to ask because you you got vaccinated and then felt but you had the J and J right the one shot. I got the one, one done. shot. So actually, you know, in a clinical trial because they're they're checking to see if a second dose of the J and J is more effective than the one shot, which is cool. And then they said, hey. It's approved, so we're just going to unblind everything, which is such a hopeful turn to be unblinded. But uh, so it turns out I got the placebo the first time, so I got the real jizz. Well, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. It's J&J on Monday. And Monday night, made about four hours worth of trips to the bathroom. That was fun. And Tuesday morning felt kind of rough under the weather, but, you know, it was okay. And then... Wednesday morning, woke up, felt great, and Thursday afternoon felt like, oh, I feel like I have the flu. This really sucks and felt awful. Wednesday night felt awful. Thursday, and then Thursday night, kind of like, oh, let's flip the switch. You're okay again. Very strange. And now fine. So, uh, yeah, I would I would rather be under the weather than under a coffin lid, as I said, so... If if they told me, oh, you got to go get another shot next week, yeah, I wouldn't do that. So I wouldn't want to do it every friggin' week, but, you know. Did you, did you get the arm pain with yours? I did. I did get mm-hmm. arm pain. Not not like really horrific or debilitating or anything. I mean, it was sore, but I mean, kind of the same thing as I get from my yeah. shot. Although the arm pain lasted for about five days, whereas a flu shot usually is just, for me, a couple, so... Really interesting how everyone, because we're all different people, how we all have different reactions to the different. We're different people. Mostly different. Wow. What about you guys? I've gotten one. I have to look at the card to figure out which one it is, because I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, Modern A. (laughs) Next time I get Modern B, and I'll be not. I had no side effects other than, damn, my arm hurts for, you know, a couple hours. That's about it. Yeah, I got the Pfizer. So we, that's interesting. We've all had different ones. Um, and Who's uh, going to die first? <laughs> well, the, I had, mine was uh, not this past Friday, but the Friday before. So I have to go back in, not this coming Friday, but the Friday after to get the second shot. I didn't really have any side effects. Um, other than my fastball went from 88 to 97, so that was good. Sweet. Yeah, and and I had the arm. Just like I got a tetanus shot is exactly what it felt like. But it didn't last as long as a tetanus shot. It only lasted maybe a day into Saturday, I guess. Maybe a little bit into Sunday. I don't know. It wasn't too bad. 
Um, didn't keep me from sleeping or anything. Sometimes tetanus shots are like hurt so bad. It's just for, for days afterwards. That's what happened to me Wednesday night. Wednesday night, two days after I got the shot. It was well, like, it just like could not freaking sleep. It was like, this is weird. So, hmm. but like I said, well worth it. Um, and don't have to go back for another shot. Although I kind of wonder if they're not going to change their mind again and say, well, since we started this study, because originally it was 57 days after the first shot, we'll give you the second, which is talked about it on this before. It's like, what an odd time frame. Fifty-seven days is like. Can we get it down to the hour? Isn't that a prime number? <laughs> yeah, there's other prime numbers I could use. I'm just glad they didn't go into the thousands or something. But yeah, so we'll see. And then after six months, um, any idea if you have to get like a booster? Because they're all the efficacies are good for six months, correct? No idea. I've heard, I've heard that, thing. and I've heard that that's. I've heard that is both simultaneously true and not true. So it's Schrodinger's oh, okay. shot. I've heard that, but I've not seen that from anything like the CDC or the World Health or anything. I've seen that over and over, but I, I have a feeling. Basically, it boils down to they don't really know yet. Yeah, I guess that's true. They couldn't know, right? Because, because the shots just started coming out. She has said, "Well, we we could be we could have to get boosters in two years. We could have to get it next year. Could be permanent. We don't know yet because." How would they know? Sure. That's a good point. Yeah. But that's why they continue to do studies. You know, someone, I was talking about this and they said, oh, they're not doing any more studies anymore. And I was like, how can you be so stupid? Of course they're doing studies. (laughs) They're still doing studies with Pfizer. They're still doing, they're doing studies with all of them. There's, there's, there's only 17 different vaccines available worldwide already. And they continue to do more. There's some 70 vaccines that are being studied. So you know, why would you possibly think, oh, they're done with the research? It's like, it's the, uh, and yeah. no, they're not. <laughs> Just from a business standpoint, they wouldn't want to be done because, you know, as much as they are all happy that they're doing, well, they have, they don't care if it's good or bad. They're getting paid for it, right? I mean, right. maybe they care if it's good. But eventually, Pfizer wants to be the only one, right? Johnson Johnson wants to be the only one. I mean, that's how you make money. So that's why they would keep doing research anyway to improve their own Shots, yeah, be better than the other shots. Yeah, people are just. This one gives you superpowers. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. We'll 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 get to other idiocies that people have, but yeah, it's just this mindset of is like, oh, what's this or oh, what's that? It's like we don't know. It's like if you actually listen to the people who do know, they admit they don't know everything about it. How could they? So, you know, we'll, we'll see him. And, and like I said, if I have to go get a booster shot, and as I'm sure you gentlemen agree, it's like, if we got to get another one in six months, okay. But, you know, eventually, if we do have to get boosters, this is going to be like going to get a flu shot. It's not going to be any big deal. There's not going to be lines. You know, it's just like, oh, well, drop down to the pharmacy and get the shot. I mean, yep. it, it'll just be part of the routine, sadly. But, you know, that's, that's the reality. Yeah. Let's just hope enough people actually do get their shots. Where, like the forty percent of the Marines, that one report showed that opted not to get the vac- not to be vaccinated, is like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got these people, especially Southern people, who who distrust the government anyway, driving around, listening to their country music and their Southern rock bands like Leonard Skinner and Rush, 
And it's like, they're not going to do... Hey, 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 hey. Not sneaking that fast. <laughs> Southern Canada. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, But yeah, I mean, it's you just have people who just are ignorant, right? It's yeah. just strange. So we live in a strange world. And, and, and to be fair, there are some communities that have a valid distrust of the government. Like, there's... A lot of history in the African-American community is like, and I know you guys know, you know, the Tuskegee experiments. And it's like, oh, let's let's give people syphilis and watch them die and, and see if this treatment works. And then we'll have the control and we won't do anything for them. Yeah. So there's a reason to be distrustful historically of, of government and medicine. But the government was trying to shut you down for a minute because you froze up. <laughs> I don't know if Rob noticed that, but I was just like, "Oh, he's talking about Tuskegee. Let's get in there." Well, he's, he's using Skype. that background thing on Skype, and every so often his shoulders disappear. So it's just his head that just keeps floating around, which is green shirt. E- even even more disconcerting than Max Headroom was. Nothing, nothing is more. <laughs> that's than that's when he says the abracapocus, and it's just a head and wings instead of. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully people. Enough. It's doing it again. Hocus Cadabra. Get it. <laughs> it's just, it's just going to be a, a body in the back. Anyway. Um, so, yes. Let me put I, my medallions of honor on. Always. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's good. That's how you keep COVID away, by the way. From yes. My Big punch of copper. <laughs> copper <laughs> is. Anyway. So. Yes. <laughs> Could actually help. Let's let's start something new. Everyone wear copper. Well, um, you, think that, you think people are stealing cool. copper pipes now? <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, condenser coil. Well, stop. I'll stop the laughter and move on to another sad subject: the George Floyd trial, which is still ongoing. Um, I I haven't seen anything. Of course. So I watch. I watch NBC and I watch MSNBC and stuff like that. I haven't, I don't watch Fox News, so I don't know what they're saying about this thing. But I haven't seen anything either from a, a point of view where it's a little bit biased versus just, hey, I'm giving you the news Cronkite style that suggests that Chauvin should be able to, to get away with some charge. What, I, and that's the thing we don't know, right? Is a, He's probably going to be found guilty, but... How bad is the charge going to be? Is it going to be a slap on the wrist? You know that we don't know, but he's going to be found guilty of something, right? <clears throat> You'd think. You would think so, but yeah, as as some people have <laughs> probably jaywalking at this point. Yeah, one person like jay kneeling. Why are we having a month long trial for something that millions of people witnessed? It's like, well, I mean, I see their point, but we we have a trial because we actually have. A justice system that occasionally works in this country, so we, we have to have a trial. But yeah, that's the interesting part is like, what will the sentence be? What will he be convicted of, and what will the sentence be? Um, I did like the report from the medical examiner uh, when he took the stand this week. He said he did not watch the f- video because he wanted to remain unbiased about the whole thing so he could d- definitively determine cause of death. <laughs> and I and there were a lot of people going, how could you not know? I'm like, you know, actually, that is the way you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, 
Although to be I, I will add this to it. Once you're done with everything and you go, oh, it's this. Maybe then you can watch it and go, ooh, I didn't look for that's something I should have looked for. I'll look over here, too. But you should go through it as an unbiased thing, looking for everything. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we know we know what it was. We've seen the video, but maybe there was a scorpion that wandered by and stung him in the ankle while no one was looking. It didn't happen. We know it was Officer Dickface, whatever his, whatever his name is. Yeah, um, the Derek Chauvin trial. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am. We So in my day job, there are similarities to what police do for, and what I do because I have to determine a, a final outcome of things. I'm not saying I'm a police officer or anything like close to that, but that we do the same steps along the way. CSI Oak Ridge. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so the the but for is a very important part. But for you doing this, this would not have happened, right? So mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the oh he, maybe he had drugs in the system. Maybe he did, but he wouldn't have died if he just had drugs in the system. Right. But for that person being on his neck for nine minutes, right. he would have been alive. So that's the cause of death. I mean, it seems just pretty straightforward. Yeah. Well, you, you have people who are, are arguing, who have been arguing that the thousands of COVID deaths are greatly exaggerated <laughs> because there are complicating factors. It's like, but like you said, yes, some people did have heart disease. Some people did have pneumonia or whatever. But, but... The cause of death is the new event. They were still alive with these other diseases. He was still alive with heart disease. He was still alive with maybe he had some drugs in his system. But someone with their knee on his neck, and I've I've watched some of the testimony when one of the medical experts, and I don't know if it was the medical examiner specifically, but was testifying how his chest was compressed just because of the position, and I mean, it was pretty horrifying to watch. And just, and this cop who, again, what was it, 17 investigations of excessive force previous to this? 17. You know, at what point, a friend of mine, we were talking about this, and she's saying, hopefully, maybe this will finally be the tipping point where Floyd's death will will achieve something and that police departments will finally start to police themselves. Because I'm so tired of the blue lives matter and all cops are good and blah, blah. It's like, clearly they're not. Clearly most cops are good because otherwise there'd be a millions. Lot, it'd be a lot worse. Right. So clearly most cops are good. But the problem is that the ones that are awful, like allegedly, uh, officer, the former officer Chauvin, get away with it. He got away with this crap 17 times before. Well, how is that possible? And, and sadly, that's in virtually every police force in the country. So hopefully this is a tipping point, and hopefully they'll start to clean this shit up. And when they realize they have people who are not psychologically uh, appropriate to be humans, let alone be police officers, they're supposed to be peace officers, not fucking murderers. You know, and, you know, it's like, well, if he hadn't been, you know, the but for argument, well, if he hadn't been passing counter. Yeah, sure. 
passing the counterfeit 20, the penalty is a death sentence, right? Is that what it is? I mean, this isn't fucking Judge Dredd. And then the manager of that teller telling the teller to go out, man, that pisses me off too. I think we may have talked about that, but we've we've yeah. all been in management, I'm assuming, some kind, right? So it's it's like I can't. I would never ask anybody to do something I would not do myself. Right. And there's no way I would have had somebody go out over 20 bucks outside the store. Not, I mean, that's over that the manager should be fired. One A, right? Don't go outside the store. We've we've worked in places that if a manager did that, probably would be fired. As they yep. should. And and they should be. It's like you're you're going to put someone's life at risk. Yeah, over you don't 20 know what's going to happen once you out, go outside that store. I mean, it's probably dangerous enough. Somebody brings in a gun, but going inside outside. the store, inside the store, you're not supposed to do anything. No, it's you're insured for twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that that whole attitude of well, he deserved it. It was like, oh my god, no. Nobody not. deserves to die. No. So. I don't know. But um, hopefully justice is served in, in the long term, not just in the instance of, of this one particular alleged human. And, it's, yeah, and, and this probably it, it does happen more to African-Americans, but just slight offset here. I don't care if George Floyd had been white or Asian. What happened was wrong and the, the cop needs right. to go to jail. Former cop needs to go to jail. And then because George Floyd is African-American, how does the African-American populace of whatever jail he goes to react to Chauvin being in, in the jail? Maybe, he, I, again, nobody deserves to die, but, eh, I mean, there's some kind of justice that's probably going to be harped out there, I would assume. So, Quite. especially, as you said, 17 times. So I don't know. There are 16 people in the jail waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 16 exactly so uh voting rights um georgia has completely opened up voting make it easier for everybody is my understanding as Uh, has florida (laughs) i i I think it's almost it's not only exactly the opposite of that it's worse (laughs) than the opposite of that uh it is now illegal to hand out food and water to voters in georgia Mm mm-hmm uh, which is ridiculous. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's not quite as hard to vote here as it is in Alabama. Because in Alabama, you need an ID, and there's only four places in the state to get an ID that'll work. Um, that's the problem, is access. It's ridiculous. But the in Georgia, there have been a lot of protests. Uh, we've heard about the uh, all Major League Baseball All-Star Game being moved to Colorado, uh, the draft was Sorry, supposed to be in Atlanta for just a second. Just oh, on go that ahead. note, I saw the what was it? The the governor said something about cancel culture because of the All Star game. It's like they're not canceling the All Star game; they're just no, moving. they're just moving it. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing is they're all about and, in the arms the about cancel culture when there are consequences for their actions, and yet these are the people who wanted who are boycotting the NFL because of the actions of some particular players. They, you know, all the Dixie Chicks were reprehensible. You know, it's like they practically invented cancer, cancel culture. Cancer you know? culture? Yes, that's about right. And it is cancer yeah. culture for them. No, actually, you want the cancel culture stuff. <clears throat> so the All-Star Game and the draft have been moved from Atlanta. Disney has said they're going to stop shooting movies in Atlanta. Um, Which is Apparently good. this big company that I had not heard of until I looked into this, Inger's Roll Rand, 
Had you ever heard of them? Yeah. I had never. Uh, they own Train, the people who make air conditioning and I thought you meant the group. <laughs> um, they're looking at leaving Georgia for South Carolina. The Atlanta Falcons have voiced uh, an opinion that they would like to be moved somewhere. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, Aflac, uh, not Ben, the duck company, Coke, Delta Airlines, and Home Depot have all said, and I believe I can quote here, what you talking about, Willis? I mean, <laughs> no, we're not happy with this. We're we're looking at moving out of the state of Georgia. Now, I call some oh. bullshit on some of that because where were these corporations where, why weren't they voicing when this first started? I don't know. Nothing but, came out of it until there was public backlash about, oh, my God, what are they doing? Then all of a sudden, Coca-Cola is like, oh, this is terrible. It's like, I'm pretty sure you guys have influence. You probably bought and paid for 30 of the damn state legislators as it is. It's like, I'm, I'm saying a lot of it is on them for even a lot of shit to happen. Meanwhile, next door in Abilama. Yeah. And I'm always going to pronounce it that way. There's a law on the docket trying to ban make a statewide ban on yoga. <laughs> because conservatives say that unless all of the names of all the moves are in English, it's promoting Hinduism. <laughs> well, it's Alabama for you. Yes, yeah, um, You know, I've gotten into discussions <laughs> on Facebook. Imagine that about this situation and someone had said is like, oh, this is all so wrong. It's like, it doesn't even say the word water. So of course I looked it up because it took all of like 15 seconds to find the actual law on Google. Uh, for those who are interested, it's legis, L-E-G-I-S dot G-A dot gov, SB 202. And you can read the 95 page document, which I have. And like you said, Rob, of course it actually does say water. The, the actual thing prohibits gifts of any kind including food or water, uh, to me, and that, that's been the big tipping point for everyone on this one, is like, oh, my God, you can't give food, you can't give water to anybody standing in line. To me, it's that they've, and there are a myriad of things which are terrible in this. Oh, yeah. But they're, they're cutting drop-off ballot boxes to one per 100,000 registered voters. Now, as an example, Fulton County, uh, <laughs> 36 ballot boxes for 800-some thousand registered voters in 2020. Uh, that's going to drop to eight. Now, how exactly does that make it easier to vote when you're <laughs> dropping the number of locations where you can drop off your ballot from 36 to eight? Wouldn't you be increasing the number of boxes? And where are those ballots? Yeah. Where, are, where are the drop boxes, I guess I should say? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this whole okay. concept of... <laughs> You know, the, the, the fact that there are definitely more polling locations in neighborhoods that are predominantly white than there are in the neighborhoods that are predominantly African-American. It's like, oh, yeah, this is so fair. This is all about promoting the security. How, how does cutting down the number of drop-off locations improve the security of the vote? I mean, either they're secure or they're not. So why wouldn't you just eliminate them entirely if that's the issue? That makes no sense, which most of this doesn't make any sense unless you're just trying to steal elections and you're pissed off that your state turned blue. And, and we all know, those of us who can actually apply our critical thinking skills, we all know that's this bullshit. 
And that's what's so frustrating when people say, well, if you actually read, I was like, well, yeah, I actually did read the law. Did you read the law? And of no, course, the response, they don't even fucking respond. They never do. Because they don't have to read it. Fox News tells them what it says. Well, they fucking can't read it as part of it. But yeah, you're right. They just they're listening listen. to their Leonard Skinner in their rush. I'm just saying. Yeah, seriously. Rush probably has a fucking song about it. They're so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so, throwing shade. We we all like Rush. Not a southern rock band. <laughs> southern Canada. Well, Southern Canada. So, yeah, it's just, it's the, the obstinate ignorance, which is just, and the arrogance. It's like, oh, I know I'm right. It's like, you haven't even fucking read it. <laughs> you haven't even fucking read anything. You just listen. They don't have to read bullshit. it. They're right to begin with. Right. It's like, Fox News says it. OEN says it. Every other right-wing asshole, Uncle Jed, says it. So, of course, it's true. It's like, one of my cousins sent me a, a messenger you know, little meme of, oh, this terrible thing that Kamala Harris said is like, oh, we need to dump all the veterans' benefits. This is awful. And it's like, okay. So, again, two minutes of research. Oh, this came from a satire website. It's like, stop sharing this. What, what are you doing? <sighs> Unbelievable. The only, the, the only news story I've ever liked from a satire news website was one where uh... – Rush oh, was jailed. Uh, uh, porn stars demand to be fucked harder, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. The the rest of it is kind of it, it, on, it's not even good satire. It's just kind of strike or go on stroke. That's what I want to know. I actually kept that article. I don't know where it is. <laughs> of course you did, <laughs> because it's funny. That's ah, right. True. That and the pictures. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did you see where, uh, so Donald Trump, I guess they had a uh, Republican donor speech, I don't know, yesterday, day before, Donate whenever Republicans it was. Donate Republicans will feed, turn them into cat food. Yes. Soylent. <laughs> Republicans. That's right. Donald Trump, this is from The Guardian, of course. Donald Trump devoted part of a speech to Republican donors on Saturday night to insulting, to insulting the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, according to multiple reports. Of a of the four hundred thousand dollar a ticket closed press event, the former president called the Kentucky senator quote a dumb son of a bitch unquote. Trump also said Mike Pence, his vice president, should have had the quote unquote courage to object to the certification of electoral college results at the U.S. Capitol at the U.S. Capitol on uh, January sixth. Um, I, I, it's just I, I don't the thing I don't understand is there. And we've talked about this, and we aren't the only people talking about this, but there isn't a Republican Party anymore. It's the Trump Party, right? So McConnell, I don't like McConnell either, but he's not as bad as Trump just because he's a politician. I mean, it's just like when you have a former president – well, no, I, I can't think of Barack Obama calling somebody else a dumb son of a bitch uh, that was Unless part of his – Right, uh, that was part of his party and an important part of his party. Um, it just seems I don't understand the divisiveness uh, and why Trump wants to do it. Because even if you divide the Republican Party and part of it becomes the Trump Party, that's not hurting. That's not helping you. That's hurting you. That just means more votes, right? Money. That's why he's doing it. Come on, you know that. He's, he's well, not. I mean, he's, he's barely he's getting not. by with this four hundred thousand dollar a ticket. I mean, last night I gave a speech. It was six hundred thousand dollars. Nobody showed up. <laughs> but 
That's money. And, you know, it's like him, him filing suit against the RNC using his name and likeness to, to for campaign funding. It's like, he doesn't want the money to go into the Republican Party. He wants, he wants the money so he can do what he wants with it. It's like, you know, and one of the few things McConnell isn't is, is dumb. The son of a bitch part, I'm sure, applies, but yeah, not dumb. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't have some lovely moments for Boehner, you know, who finally came out and Boehner, who came out and, and literally said that, yes, Trump is responsible for inciting the insurrection on January 6th. And by the way, I don't really care about all how, how now he's coming out and saying how, oh, you know, the party is being taken over by these crazy ideologues and this is a terrible thing. It's like, where were you when you were in office? Why weren't you saying these things then? It's like, oh, because I have a book to sell. It's like, dude, shut yeah, up. Exactly. I don't care what you have to say now because now you're fucking immaterial. When you were the Speaker of the House and you could have actually fucking done something, that would have been the time to fucking stand up and say, no, you're not going to get this position on this committee. No, I'm not going to listen to you idiots. It's like, well, if it blows the party up, it blows the party up. But you guys are taking it in the wrong direction. He's saying all this bullshit now that he's got a book to sell. It's like, fucking coward. Yep. You miserable, self-serving prick. And that's all of these bastards still supporting Trump, other than the few who are insane, like uh, like the pedophile in, in down here in my state, Matt Gates, Mr. Oh, can I go to the junior prom now? Now that I'm 38, you <laughs> fucking pervert. You know, you guys are gutless sons of bitches, cowards. I mean, what is his name? Eduardo Rafael Cruz. Yeah, that guy. Where the fuck is he? The guy who, when Trump said his father is a murderer and took part in the assassination of JFK, and he still is sucking Trump's anus because he wants the support of his crowd, is like, you fucking useless coward. Unbelievable how these bastards won't stand for anything except their own fucking greed. Yep. What Trump happened to Jeb Bush? <laughs> he did. He finally, I think he finally passed away six years after his intelligence. Well, 40 years after his intelligence did. I thought he, I thought he now went by J.E.B. Stewart. Am, am I wrong about <laughs> yeah. um, it, It's sad. Here's the sad thing. When people like Jeb Bush can be held up as uh, better leaders, <laughs> you know, I'm, holy crap. I mean, people are giving Kinziger a lot of credit for standing up to, to Trump. It's like I, th I think he misspelled, I mispronounced Kissinger. There. Yeah, dude, you still didn't vote. You still didn't vote for the plan to turn things around in this country. You still voted against that. Like, fuck you. It's like you're standing up against a, a fucking neo-Nazi. That shouldn't take any amount of courage and doesn't deserve much credit. You know, Romney is like, oh, Romney's a great guy. It's like, no, he's not a great guy. He's just not Satan Jr. I mean, the bar is so fucking low because of Trump. People exactly. are starting to look at these bastards because Romney is a bastard. Like Pence. He, and Pence is like, oh, my God. Self-serving is like, what did Pence do? Basically kept himself from getting killed. 
basically. And he did his fucking job. It's like, you don't get extra credit for doing the bare minimum. I have no idea what Mike Pence sounds like. <laughs> really? <laughs> I really he don't. He just sounds... It's, he doesn't really have... It's just monotone. He doesn't really have a whole lot. He doesn't he's sound not, like anything, really. He speaks. He about always looked vaguely uh, robotic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... I don't know. Um, but just to finish on this, Trump also said COVID vaccine, COVID nineteen vaccines should be renamed Trump scenes in his honor. Yeah. So Trump they should scenes. be named Jolene's in honor of Dolly Parton. <laughs> I still love that White Stripes version of that song. So, uh, so Saint Vincent appeared on Saturday Night Live. You guys heard that Jolene White Stripes live. It's awesome. You got to listen to it. So uh, St. Vincent, speaking of another musical artiste, that uh, was on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. And then, coincidentally, a volcano on St. Vincent erupted. How much power does St. Vincent have over it's the not, world? Not a coincidence. None at all. It's just a way for her to sell more records, right? She somehow exploded that mountain. And, and then she... she being Saturday Night Live will give her a bump in, in whatever album she has. And then she set up some kind of dynamite and exploded the mountain, putting a lot of people at risk. And she's probably selling more albums because of that. All I've got to say is Bill Murray was extremely convincing as her in that movie a few years ago. <laughs> that was a good movie. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's... You guys have anything? Oh, we got sports. I got immigration, but that's a whole other ballgame. That took three hours to go through at this point. It was better than the volcano. Somebody threw a no-hitter, right? And some catcher caught back-to-back. What's up with the, that? The, the no-hitter thing was cool because uh, uh, Joe Musgrove uh, grew up in San Diego and threw a no-hitter for the Padres uh, this past Friday. And it was the first no-hitter in Padres history. And they were the, the last win in team. Padres history. Yeah, um, they were the last team to not have a no hitter. So we're done with that now. Now, if we can just get Seattle into the World Series, because they're the last team to have never made it that far. Mm-hmm. It's only been also, it hasn't been long enough. It's only been since seventy six. <laughs> they need more time. Anyway, um, no. The uh, did you guys see the opening? I think it was opening day. Uh, the snowstorm in Detroit, where Miguel Cabrera hit a home run, and they every, just about everybody lost it in the snow. <laughs> so he he slid into second base, and the umpire's going, "No, it was a home run." He's like, "Really? Oh, okay." Got I back thought up. That was, and... I thought that was Rick Dempsey that slid into second base, <laughs> and it was a rain delay. <laughs> and, and and of course, Miggy is on the DL now, so which sadly is is the annual rite of passage. Yeah, it's too bad. Too bad, man. Yes. Yeah, I. Uh, but wasn't there something going on with the catcher that caught the the no hitter from Musgrove? Something weird was happening with that. Okay, I missed that part. Was it Doc Ellis? Was he on LSD? Doc, Doc Ellis. Yeah, the last last game <laughs> he caught was Doc Ellis. They just literally ran out of catchers, and they were like, "Yeah, this guy played in the early seventies." Um. <laughs> Walks out there. So. <laughs> well, it's that guy that killed his family with the axe in the early 1900s. But. So, uh, <laughs> Why am I laughing at that? That's terrible. <laughs> so, 
It is terrible. Actually, hang on a minute. Too uh, soon. Do, 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 do. Soon for an action. He was the... Enough those Lizzie Borden jokes. It's Victor Caratini was the catcher. And he was... Let's see. <clears throat> he's the first catcher in base in the history of baseball to catch consecutive... Let's see. Baseball's... No hitter history. He the the previous no hitter was was by Pittsburgh, but he caught that one too. That's what it. Yeah. Yep. So So he caught consecutive no hitters, and he's only caught two games in his career. Yeah, I know. I know who's catching the next game. That's right. And if and if and if and if I'm Detroit, I'm trading for that dude. That's right. Now they just need something, and they're going to put him on the mound. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. It's him or Jerry Royce. They're out of pitchers too. <laughs> Jerry Royce. <laughs> so, did you guys watch any of the uh, the college basketball championship game where Stanford won? Since actually, that's a pretty cool story, right? Because uh, cool Vandermeer is her name, right? Tara. Yeah, Tara Vandermeer. It's first time in what's thirty ninety? Was it ninety two? That doesn't sound right. Two thousand. Was it really 1992? That's the last time they... So it had been that long. She's been the coach that long. And she's been an extremely successful coach. But man, that, that's a school sticking with a coach when you go that long and then you win another national championship. Yeah. That's, that's a good story unto itself. Vanderveer, sorry. Vanderveer, yes. Vandermeer yeah. is the swimmer? Oh, yeah. He's the guy who cut his ear off. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, at least he... <laughs> taped it up or whatever. Ronnie Lott of artist. So, um, but um, <laughs> she was like completely off the rails. Would have been more impressed uh, if he'd taken his eye out. I mean, you know. The catcher was Ronnie Lott. It's like, <laughs> what, what sign is that? I have no idea what you're trying to say. So, <laughs> but did you? Splitters. <laughs> Like all he ever calls for. What the hell? Fucking <laughs> another curveball. All right. So uh, anyway, did you guys watch the the men's college basketball uh, final, which wasn't ended up being an awful game? Gonzaga lost. <laughs> it was a terrible game. I did not watch the game. I watched the nope. overtime though. Oh, the overtime of the. I was like that game was eighty six seventy. How did it go into overtime? Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Awesome little moment with uh, Adam Morrison calling that, that game, the play-by-play, or the color commentary guy. I remember I had a, a friend of mine in, in the early 90s, and I was talking about, oh, yeah, the play-by-play guy, and this guy was the color analyst. Colored analyst? No, I didn't say colored analyst. <laughs> he got really pissed at me because I thought he thought I was being racist. I'm like, color analyst, it's color idiot. He was a colored analyst. <laughs> I'm just flipping about. Oh yeah, the, the black guy was calling the you know, black and, person who who liked backdoor sex. He was a colored analyst. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but yeah. So I, I uh, any. When is your next shot, Rob? Uh, I think the Monday after yours. Okay, gotcha. So you just had it. Gotcha. Well, we will we will see. Um, I've heard the second shots can be more. Um, problematic uh, as far as side effects. It seems so. to 
be the case with everyone I've talked, just anecdotal stuff, that the people who have had reactions has been on the second one. But I talk to more people, and it seems like most people don't have, you know, anything on the second one either. It's just, oh, okay, same thing. So hopefully that will be the case. Just be yeah, there. hopefully. Mine's on a Friday anyway, so it's it's good. So I'll have the weekend to, if anything happens. Hopefully nothing will. But Other you than that, you will have complete immunity to all charges. That's right. When is that trial? Do we have any idea when that Chauvin trial is supposed to end? Do not know. I know what my idea is for how it will end, but I don't know when it will end. I'm, I'm picturing sometime in August is probably when I'll wrap up of next year. That's right. Gregory Peck's the attorney. Gregory. <laughs> I hope not. That means Chauvin would get off, right? So that's uh, that's our show. Anybody have any final not thoughts? If Gregory Peck was the attorney, he would be convicted. He he <laughs> lost the case. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, sir. He would have to bend. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. He's a good-looking guy. I'm standing up when I watch old movies. Gregory Peck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm happy that Mr. Peck has that effect on your self. Yeah, every time I watch one of those old films, I'm like, Pecker. Mm. And 